Hello and welcome to the Seems Legit Podcast, hosted by your favorite craft beer drinking, whiskey sipping, bourbon appreciating, sushi eating, steak craving, speedo wearing, tell it like it is, poker playing guitarist, the dude himself, the dude Sunny D. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. Also want to thank you for the continuing and growing support here on the Seems Legit Podcast. If you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sunny D. All right, it seems like we're doing a lot of uh, poker talk lately, but we're going to keep the trend up. Um, you know, it's it's January, I know. Uh, it doesn't seem like poker season's that close, but we're actually closer to this year's poker season than we are uh, to last year's poker season. So it is coming up, and it is coming up quick. And, I mean, I've, comparing it to what I remember from past years, it seems like the WSOP has been very eager to get their schedule out uh, earlier now this year. Then in previous years, um, a lot of events have already been announced and we've been talking about them on the podcast. And as I find out new stuff, I'm trying to share it with you guys here on the podcast, break it down, give my thoughts um, and how I figured it will impact your summers or how it could impact your summers, how it could impact things like player of the year, uh, just overall attendance and just the attracting of players to uh, the World Series of Poker this year. So uh, I see here a new article uh, or some, well, I guess it's relatively old, uh, but I'm seeing it today, and maybe I hadn't seen it and hadn't talked about it or meant to talk about it. but nonetheless, all of the championship, now, the championship events are events that have uh, 10K buy-ins, with the exception of the Poker Players Championship, which is a $50,000 buy-in, that's right, 5-0. Um, the championship events are kind of the ones that um are typically viewed as the you know the best of the best uh, you know if you win this one you're considered the best at that particular game and the poker players championship uh is i mean overall the best poker player or, or viewed as um last year and they introduced a new chip format so uh it used to be a five-time multiple of the buy-in now it's a six-time multiple for these championship events uh, so the blind, so the chips have gone up to sixty thousand starting stack for each and every one of these events. Um, it doesn't now. Here's the cra- Here's the interesting thing. Recently, they announced uh, with the heads up uh, a change this year, which we'll talk about later in the episode. Uh, let's stay focused here on the task at hand. But um, w- what's going to be interesting about the the championship events? Uh, which, if you haven't had the chance to do so already, they are exciting. Uh, I mean, you're you're playing now at a high stake level of tournament play, uh, and I mean there are some variants to play, but I mean these are the events that the who's who are going to be at. Um, this is where really those player of the year points really do kind of um, not so much matter, but I mean this is when you will get those bigger name players having the chance to really start to accumulate player of the year points as. Um, if they are particularly strong in a certain game, they have that advantage because the field sizes are smaller in the 10,000 um, field um, buy-in events as opposed to smaller ones, with the exception, of course, being the main event, which is the biggest, most prestigious event on the WSOP schedule and probably the most prestigious poker tournament uh, in the entire tournament kind of scheduling, um, regardless of ASP, just across the board. So that's the one exception. Uh, I mean, people save up to play it. People have it as a bucket list item. People just want to go play, whether they're amateur, recreational, professional players. They just want to play. 
uh, the main event. The main event is scheduled to start this year uh, from July 1st to 3rd, uh, FYI. Uh, the other thing I was going to say about the uh, championship schedules is uh, they all have afternoon start times with the exception of the main event as well as the WSOP online no limit hold'em $10,000 buy-in, uh, which this one has an interesting structure. So it's 30000 starting chips, 20-minute levels. It is also freeze-out format. This year for all the championship events, they are all freeze out with the exception of two. And I imagine it's just because of the higher action aspect of the games. Uh, they are faster paced. Chips can tend to get in the middle a little quicker. Uh, you can also lose your stack a little bit easier in these games. Um, and that would be short deck as well as no limit deuce to seven low ball, which is the single draw deuce to seven. Um, but triple draw is freeze out. All the rest of the 10K events are all freeze out format, which again, as I said, evens out the playing field a little bit. Now, all of a sudden, guess what? You have to go in there. You have to try your best, play your best. And if you can't get it done, on to the next event. There's no retries. There's no rebuys. Just keep on going. You know, you keep on going with your schedule. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, the first of which of these championship events is going to be Omaha High Low 8 or better. That tends to always be the first one. Uh, it tends to be the first kind of events. There's usually a $1,500 one soon before that. And then the 10K. And, and usually that's how it works. It's usually the 1500 a few days before. And then the 10K short is soon thereafter. Uh, then we're going to follow that up with uh, the seven card stud. Uh, all of these um, events, with the exception of a few, and I'll tell you which ones have, an, uh, have exceptions, um, are 60-minute levels extending to 90-minute levels, I'm guessing, either at the final table or once you get past a certain level point. Um, the only ones that are not following that format is the short deck, which is 60 minutes the whole way through. There's a Super Turbo Bounty No Limit Hold'em, which in the past the two years that they've introduced that event, that was one of the first events they had. And I always viewed that as they were always trying to have a 10K event to bring players in a higher stake event to bring in the name brand players. Because part of the WSOP experience is that kind of touristy experience. Getting to see a lot of these players that you've seen on TV, that you may have grown up watching, that you might still watch on TV, or watch on YouTube, or watch on Poker Go, whatever it might be. That's usually I've found they try to have a 10K. Some They've done it in the past, they've had a 100K buy-in early on. And I've usually found that's to bring in players. Um, but we're going to go with Omaha high, low followed by, uh, anyway, no, sorry. Uh, so those are going to, so the ones that don't follow the 60, 90 split rule are going to be short deck, which is six minutes, the straight way through the super turbo bounty, which is 20 minutes, the whole way through, um, the pot limit Omaha 10 K championship is going to be 60 minutes. The poker players championship is hundred minute levels. The Pot Limit Omaha High-Low 8 or Better, which is not to be confused with the Omaha High-Low 8 or Better, held on June 3rd. That's a limit game. It's a it's a fixed limit game versus Pot Limit Omaha High-Low, which is, as it says, Pot Limit, um, but played with the High-Low Split Pot variant. That's going to be 60 minutes. Uh, the Six-Handed No Limit Hold'em is also going to be 60 minutes the whole way through. And, of course, the main event which, as we all know, is 120 minutes or two-hour blind levels. Uh, and then there's this WSOP Online No Limit Hold'em, which is 20-minute uh, levels uh, there. Um, what's going to be interesting this year and why it wasn't included on this schedule is the uh, no limit is going to be the No Limit Hold'em Heads Up event. 
past few years, they've had some issues um, regarding fairness in terms of buy-in, in terms of registration, um, just a lot of very um, different um what's the best word to use just different points of contention amongst players uh and the wsp does their, try their best uh in all honesty they are doing their best to try and uh get uh to be as fair as possible in terms of how you start they want to be give everybody that equal chance um to start things aren't always fair i mean bracket draws are bracket draws um but in this other uh so the no limit heads uh heads up uh, usually takes place early in the schedule. So if you're trying to win your way in, try to win it quickly, um, in all honesty. Now, this year what they've done to even out the field a little bit and to kind of create this equal kind of um, entry system is they've capped it. So they've said it's 64. First 64 players to register, that's that. The other thing they've done this year is they've increased the buy-in. And I don't know if that's to get rid of recreational players, amateur players. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's to eliminate people trying to satellite their way in. I'm not sure the motivation. Or maybe it's just to truly attract the best players. I know the issue they've had in the past is you can't really double table it like you could other events. And you get players that do double table events. Sean Deeb uh, comes to mind. Has been very outspoken on uh, double tabling. And uh, I can't, you know, I mean, if it works for you, it works for you. Um, the other thing is this, um, when it comes to the heads up event, uh, what happened last year and happens typically, or can happen is players get stuck playing other events that they, they can't leave to go play heads up and they can't most certainly can't leave heads up to continue playing in the event they're already on a day two of, for instance. And sometimes if you're on the money bubble, especially uh, when the heads up event's going to start, that creates a problem. So this year they've done things to, I think, kind of alleviate that. That would be my impression is just, okay, let's try to get the top players, the best of the best, and truly crown the best heads up player. I think this year's tournament is going to be exciting. Uh, I'm going to try to uh, cover it as best I can. As a, and as in depth as I can, as soon as I have the brackets, I'm going to be um, I'm going to become I'm going to make my bracket um, and and make my predictions. Hopefully they come uh, true uh, based on. But of course, it depends on which players are there. Anyway, nonetheless, it's going to be a tournament I'm going to follow. I'm going to recap. I'm going to break down. Uh, expect a lot of coverage here on the Seems Legit podcast. High level coverage on the No Limit Heads Up tournament. It is a tournament I've played in the past, uh, getting eliminated in the second round. Uh, unfortunately, um, but as I like to say, it takes bracelets to beat me. Um, the guy who didn't beat me just won a bracelet this year. So, uh, congratulations to him. Um, but nonetheless, they've increased the buy to 25,000 levels. There are 20 minutes. It is freeze out format. Naturally. You can't just keep rebuying in. Otherwise it'll never end. Um, the other thing they've done this year is they've started at 6 PM in the past. It's had a 3 PM start, which has tended to be the, the confusion or the problem, so to speak is because right around 3 PM, uh, this past year, for instance, was right around the money bubble, uh, for the deuce to seven, uh, low ball single draw. Uh, so therefore, I mean, players couldn't just get up and leave. So that was the, that kind of was their problem there. Um, but the, the, the WSOP is really sticking to this freeze out slash one re-entry, which I'm very big fan of. Uh, I think it reinstills that kind of, um, appearance of prestige to the bracelet. A lot of people have, you know, they, or not a lot of people have said, but there's been talk 
of the fact that, you know, you could buy bracelets essentially, or you can buy your way into having a chance at a bracelet, or you need to be able to buy your way into having a chance at a bracelet. And I've heard this a lot. I've heard it from a variety of players. Um, and I mean, it is what it is. And I think this year now with these freeze outs or one re-entry, it, it does kind of even out things. Now, all of a sudden, everybody has that one shot at it or possibly a second. You know, I was seeing in events like the Crazy Eights, people are making it far, but it was like, this was your, what was this, your sixth bullet at it? This was your sixth entry? Like, I'm sorry. But at that point, it's not as, in my opinion, I just viewed it a little differently as if you got there on your first bullet. Um, nonetheless, that's just my view Everybody does themselves. That's all I'm going to say there. That's It's your choice how you want to play, whatever. It's it's your choice. Um, but they've introduced some new games this year. So the Poker Players Championship is typically an eight-game mix featuring the standard five-card, uh, or the standard five-game limit mix of horse with the additions of Deuce to Seven Triple Draw, Pot Limit Omaha, and No Limit Hold'em. This year, they're actually making it a nine-game mix, and they're going to add in Deuce to Seven, Single Draw, No Limit. What they've done now, too, is they've added in a nine-game mix tournament at the $2,500 buy-in level, uh, where you start with 35000 in chips, 60-minute levels, one re-entry, and that's also going to be a nine-game mix, played six-handed, which I guess is going to be basically the same structure as the um, Poker Plus Championship, with the um, only change being is that... Uh, I think the Poker Place Championship is a freeze-out, as well as has 100-minute levels. Uh, but nonetheless, a mini kind of PPC, I like it. I'm a fan. I think that's going to draw a lot of mixed-game players. Uh, that's an event that I kind of have circled on my calendar there. That one begins June 19th. Uh, they also have an interesting event here, the Mystery Bounty No Limit Hold'em. So basically, they're, they, it's a $1,500 buy-in event. And they've had bounty events always in the past. Each bounty's worth 300 bucks or 500 bucks. I think it's 500 bucks per bounty. This year, what they've done is they've had is there, and they might still have their other um, events. But for this event in particular, there's a million dollars guaranteed in bounties with $250,000 max bounties. So imagine that the very first player eliminated could be handing over a bounty chip worth $250,000. $50,000. Not only that, you yourself could be the $250,000 bounty. Um, I wonder if you're going to know this when you sit down um, or if it's something like maybe you scan it afterwards. I don't know how it's going to work. I'm interested for that. I'm so excited for that. I think that's going to be an awesome event. I think you're going to see a super high turnout um, there. Uh, but nonetheless, yes, yeah, so they've tried to, so they're always trying to appease as many people in the poker community as possible. And I give them a lot of credit. As I've said, this year, I do in particular see a situation where, yes, you very well could see upwards of 90 something events in Las Vegas itself. I think we're going to get the hundred bracelets this year. I think this is going to be the first year that they get to the hundred or maybe they've done it in the past when they've had the three venues. But since moving to the two venue system, WSOP and WSOP Europe, I think truly we're going to see a situation this year where we get to 100 bracelet events, which would be truly exciting. Absolutely awesome. 
um, I think would be huge for poker, uh, huge for the WSOP. It's the start of a new decade. Last year, 2019, was the 50th anniversary, um, which uh, saw Hossein Ensan win the um, uh, 50th uh, anniversary main event uh, with that beautiful bracelet. And, oh, my God, I was telling my buddy, I was Token Tony, I said, oh, if only I had known that was the bracelet. Um, I might have actually played the main event. I did not play the main event last year. Uh, but that bracelet was a beauty, and congratulations to Hossein Ensan. Um, and congratulations in advance to every, any and all bracelet winners this year. Um, I do want to stress that um, to everybody. Um, congratulations um, in advance. I mean, it's a hell, hell, hell of an accomplishment uh, to get a bracelet. Uh, I don't think anybody has the right to take that away from anybody else. So uh, with that being said, um, congratulations in advance. And as I said, look, I look forward to a very, very, very exciting uh, WSOP schedule this year. Um, but with that being said, um, I think there are some interesting implications this year, uh, again, when it comes to Player of the Year, with even with these announcements. Um, so things like the, the heads up, I don't know how many player of your points it's really worth. Um, but again, that's an interesting situation there where they've said, okay, you know what? We need to just have ourselves a fucking heads up tournament. I think, as I said, I'm really happy with the way they've done this, even though it does exclude a lot of players. I think it is for the overall good. But these freeze-out tournaments is what I think is going to be the real drawing point. And, and of course, there's going to be two sides to every argument. There's going to be players that are unhappy with it. They're going to feel like, oh, in the past I've had you know unlimited chances. Well, that's not really what the most prestigious tournaments should be about. You should, If you're going to view the World Series of Poker as being the top of the food chain poker tournaments, why should it be just like any other tournament? There should be something that separates it apart. And I'm happy that this year they've taken the step to introduce this uh, more freeze-outs, more single reentry. And, of course, they do have some events that are, you know, multiple buy-ins, whatever it might be. But I think when you look at the prestige of winning a poker tournament and looking at it from that aspect of just like, hey, you know what? It's we all sit down, we start with the same amount of chips, and we just have to fucking go for it. I like that, and I think it adds now a new skill, a new dynamic uh, to the game as opposed to just being like, hey, look, I've got a fucking huge bankroll or I've got huge backers, whatever it might be. I think that's going to be interesting. As I've said, you know, for me, where I'm at in my poker life, my poker career, um, not only do bracelets interest me, but also, as I've said, player of the year is something that I think goes understated and under-celebrated and underappreciated. I mean, it is a hell of an accomplishment to be there for six weeks, eight weeks, however long it is, and to come out of that emerging as the overall best player. And I mean, sometimes it doesn't even end there. Sometimes it's not even as clear-cut as ending in Vegas. Sometimes you have to go off to Rosvidov to continue defending or to keep earning points, whatever it might be. And I think even if you came out of Vegas, even if you just were the leader out of Vegas, is one hell of an accomplishment. Uh, to just be regard to just be not regarded as to be able to say based on the formula the formula for how they've done it, I am the best player of this year's World Series of Poker. That's fucking huge to be able to say, and um and not you know and again not 
playing favorites here, picking on anybody. But when you look at this, that's a hell of a feat, especially as field sizes grow, especially as the amount of tournaments grow, especially as overlap in tournaments continues to happen. I mean, that's a hell of an accomplishment. And I think this year now with the freeze-out format, you really are going to see a different situation now. Now, all of a sudden, you're not just playing tournaments certain points, but you can't just re keep rebuying in. So you don't cash an event. Now, all of a sudden, there is a sense of urgency. I think it's going to play out interesting. We're going to cover it. And as I said, um, stay tuned here because there could be some very exciting announcements coming up in the near future um, regarding a potential run uh, for Player of the Year this year um, by your champ, the Poker People's Champion, uh, the dude Sunny D. Um, but anyway... Uh, sorry if, uh, if I, if it seems like my voice is a little off tonight, I still, it, I, I still have very little voice after this cold. I'm pretty much over the cold. Um, but I saw my dry husky deep voice, uh, which doesn't have much juice to it. Uh, but we, we try our best anyway. Um, I thank you all so much again for tuning in to this episode of the seems legit podcast. Um, I hope you've been enjoying the content. Uh, again, I appreciate the continuing and growing support. If you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude, Sunny D. Uh, this year's world series of poker is going to, uh, run from May 26th to July 15th. So almost two full fucking months. Uh, that's a lot of poker to be played. Uh, so best luck to everybody. Um, and, uh, look forward to seeing you all there. Anyway, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the dude signed Thank you for tuning in this episode of the seems legit podcast. Take care and bye-bye for now.